Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we are continuing our four-part deep dive into our long-form series, so I would strongly recommend going back and listening to the first episode. Otherwise, you'll be a little bit lost, most likely. And of course, if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you want to follow us on social media, you can go to our Twitter at Let's World Build. If you want to come join our Discord and chat with us in person or be part of our community about world building and all sorts of other stuff, you can do so by clicking the link in the description or on our website. And of course, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can always go to our Patreon, give us money and uh, get access to sweet patron only exclusives like early episodes exclusive episodes, and other stuff like that. And with all of that out of the way, let's dive right back into the setting that we're making right now. Everything's taking place in a big city, so we are going to explore the different districts and landmarks of the city itself. But before we get into that, I recognized, hey, uh, what does the Godforge do? Like, I know that it makes stuff, but what does that stuff do? Like the the forged will, wh- what does that allow people to do? How is that different than like a regular metal, for example? I think that we, well, it's being used primarily in the queue for creating the commodities, right? My first thought is that it powers the city primarily. R- <laughs> right. Okay. But if the purpose, because everyone's in the queue to create something out of the forge, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that thing do? Because people will want to have this thing. Oh, I gotcha. The, the, oh, the thing commodity. That they're collecting. Yeah, the commodity itself. Right. Yeah. Isn't it solidified memories? Right? Yeah. Right. But what does that mean? What does that do? I mean, I guess it would allow you to like give other people your experiences like full mm-hmm. on. And play them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to also like make sure that you never forget something. Like mm-hmm. you make it this permanent object. So like. You'll never mm-hmm. forget something deeply special to you, or maybe you want to remove something painful from you and just like chuck it in the garbage and never see it again. Could you take it even a step further? Oh, it's true. I like the idea of throwing it away. That's kind of neat. Because you can permanently extract a memory and dispose of it, kind of like our game we just played. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. And maybe the that memory then goes directly into the forge itself, into that like collective consciousness mm. that's being formed. Yeah, that's that's what I assume the tithing is, right? Like the thing that you give so you can forge your will into an instrument. Like, yeah, okay, I want to get rid of this memory. That's what you tithe to the city to create the thing, right? Because the benefit has to be as such to where people are lining up and waiting years. It has to be worth it. That's what I was going to say or take it a step further. It's not just replaying the memory. What if you can use it to go and be in that memory? Mm. Like it creates a space to explore and relive that memory. Like a VR simulation of something like that. Yeah. Okay. So you're creating VR. How and why is that valuable enough to give up your entire life to pursue? Well, suppose, you know, your wife died, right? And all you have is a memory of her and you want her back. Right. You know, this will create a a wrinkle in the city that is kind of like 
almost drug addicted. But if I go there mm-hmm. and I get my wife back, this memory of my wife, this object, and I can replay it and relive it, I don't have to live this life without my wife. I now am with my wife as far as my mind is concerned. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you just remove the part that misses your wife? Well, I mean, are you are you able to that's like the ring, tossing the ring into the volcano? Mm-hmm. Like, are you able to do that? Like, I don't know. I don't think most people would be able to do that. They would rather yeah. be able to have her back and to not know the difference. What I'm suggesting is that I feel like we need further justification for this commodity. It has to be like valuable, not just to the person using it, but to those around them. And and I think that living memories, while a very cool idea, don't fulfill that need. I mean, you can trade in them, though. So if I'm a person who lived a great life, right, and I don't have any problems, I'm in the queue maybe to get rid of some memory uh, or some experiences. And it's minor. Maybe they get maybe if you if you traded memories, you get some money back or something like I could see that memory being traded on the market because it's like the memory of a rich man. And you can live this rich life that you wouldn't mm. normally have, you know, by buying this memory. See, I think that's a cool idea. I It's hard for me to justify like an entire city popping up around that concept. Like that sounds like a cool cyberpunk idea. It doesn't sound like a city sprung up from this idea, if that makes sense, you know? I don't know. I think people will do a lot for psychological comfort and like that contentment that can come with. Especially if they're poor. Yeah. Yeah, If they've like had a really shit life and they Mm -hmm. just want to experience like what it would be like on the other side, if you will. Yeah. So we're creating an entire city that's essentially based around a drug trade. Well, what would you find more satisfying? Yeah. I'm thinking that it has to produce some kind because if it needs power and it's powering the city, it has to be some kind of a power source then, right? That's kind of where my mind went. Yeah, I think that that's how, that's what it actually functions as, like as a wheel. I, I'm thinking of it as like the mm-hmm. engine of the city that has to keep turning. But right. in order to create a market, it seems like this is a, the way that they can finance it. Well, no, I, I'm suggesting that people use the power that it generates in some Of way. course, because they live in the city, yeah. Right, but but I'm suggesting that like, it can also do like it powers either magic or gadgets or, or technology in some way that you want it. And yes, you can still like, I think it might be interesting if you can either use it as a kind of relived memory, or you can use the power that it generates to do something else with it. So that way we can actually, we can have both if we wanted to do it that way. Well, what, what do you have in mind for what elder thing it could be used for? Oh, I mean, like it could be a power source, so it could power magic or technology or something like that. Well, that's why that's why I think we agree on that. Like, I think the yeah. wheel itself, by its functioning, gives power to the whole city, right? So everyone's benefiting from that, right? Okay, so so maybe the clarification I'm asking for is, mm-hmm. what does that look like on a day to day level? Like, does this mean that robots are walking around powered by these, you know, like little links of will, like? Or is it, are there weapons that are powered by this thing? Like, what does it look like? How is it expressed? How does it manifest? My feeling is that if it's like a nuclear power plant, like literally Mm. everything that needs power runs on it. Okay. And actually you bringing up robots, like what if you could take the memory of, for example, your, your wife, your partner, what have you, and plug it into a robot and like have their personality be able to live with you and it's yeah. obviously not them still it's just your memory of them 
and what you know of them. You're simulacra. creating the closest thing to a simulacra. It's, yes, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm down for that because now you have a <laughs> physical um, – I mean, that's another use for it, right? Like, yeah. You could certainly – drug out and live the memory and maybe if you have enough money you can build a person out of it yeah it would definitely take resources to like be able to mm -hmm. put something that advanced together like rich people can rebuild their wife or their husband you know yeah mm. yeah okay this is getting a lot more complex now which i don't mm -hmm. mind but i'm like oh boy how does this fit in what does it look like because blah, blah, i think blah. the uses are varied like it seems like what can you come up with knowing that you can do this you know mm. Oh, so you're suggesting that like people can use different memories for different reasons. So like anger could be mm -hmm. a good weapon, for example. Right? Yeah, maybe you put it in a piece of technology or a device mm -hmm. that is now a weapon because it's full of hatred. That's cool. Oh, sure. Yeah, actually, that's really cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can definitely mm -hmm. support that. Or you're a politician and you use it to enhance like your political maneuvering somehow. Yeah, or like you your know? charisma. You make yourself more attractive to people. Mm hmm. Like I'm guessing you're getting a vessel that then can be, it's a commodity, but it's like can be used for something, mm. you know? Yeah. Depending on the memory. I'm, I'm absolutely okay with all of this. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I needed to get that conceit out of the way before we can continue on. So let's go ahead and dive what we were supposed to talk about. And now, especially this added context, I think can help us as we explore the city a little bit more. So Courtney, what was your district? And let's talk about it. Uh, mine was the city's edge, the mm. area containing the outer wall of the city that faces the end of the world. Oh, I'm picturing it as like something that's been repeatedly reinforced over time. So it's like this assortment of all sorts of architectural styles and materials from the different groups and peoples who have come here and attempts at different technologies too, like pylons that emit some sort of energy barrier or like other kinds of experimental shields, which maybe they're powered by the stuff that we just came up with from the Godforge. And this district would, of course, have like guards, technicians, laborers, but also researchers who are observing what's beyond from probably watchtowers and like laboratory type settings, uh, as well as adventurers getting ready for their mm. dangerous expedition to the outside. Yeah. That, see, that's that's a really interesting kind of conceit as well. This idea that, you know, as as much as this kind of, um, you know, economy has been built around the waiting and the forge of the gods and everything like that. Right. Like there is still this conceit that we're still on the precipice for the end of the mm -hmm. world. And that's so cool. Right. Yeah. So you could potentially stick around and stay forever or it's like, oh, right. I'm here in the city so I can build a spear made of pure justice, right? Because somehow I have an emotion called justice in my culture, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, but like, you know, I'm going to go use that spear to kill the thing at the end of the world. Something like mm -hmm. that. There, at the end of everything, there is still the end of everything, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. And what kind of people live in this space? Oh, excellent question. Um, as far as like... Because I mentioned like the roles of different people, but mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they would also have their support groups. Like there would be merchants selling adventuring gear for those outside, but also like the laboratories and all of the equipment uh. that they need. Um, libraries, I imagine that have collections of texts on these studies that have been done to people who have come back from the edge, from the outside are probably there like picturing like some old grizzled adventurer sitting in a tavern telling newcomers about his time outside mm -hmm. seeing all these crazy things that are out there 
or just like cowarding out and coming back and be like, nope, no, I'm not doing yeah, I, I got, I, I started soon. to see the edge of it and I was like, that's too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on, I suppose, Daniel hit us with your district. I was picturing a upscale vice district. Of course you were. That That is like your middle name. Let's be real. Upscale Vice. Yeah. Daniel Upscale Vice Quinn. That's what they call you. <laughs> yeah. So like a simple summary of it is this is a place where um, memories can be used to create illicit either substances or mm. things that you can trade in. Oh, that's super gross. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, now you're taking those memories and it's like you're shaving them down to like their mm-hmm. purest essence. Oh, that's mm-hmm. disgusting. And it's specific. Now, I know I want to distinguish between the sort of vice den you imagine in an underworld. And yeah. So this is the vice den for the ultra wealthy and the very um, well equipped. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the white collar, you know, drug place. It's the place where the politicians of the city or the um, really wealthy, famous explorers come to get to get their highs as opposed mm, right. to whatever the underworld is scrounging by to get their hands on. So the really mm. egregious stuff is what's developed and sold here. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's awful. And in, yeah. in the best way possible, I mm. mean, that's awful. Yeah. Agreed. So like, <laughs> I imagine your clockwork wife is certainly a merchant there who makes those, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got it. Oh, uh, and I'm sure that he has a drug to make you forget that she's a machine. Uh, uh. Daniel, why do you do this? I expect this from Courtney, not from you. Yeah, this is you guys' fault. Blame oh, you. we're the corrupting influence, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, hell, you gave me all the play pieces to work with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's our fault. Okay. I mean, okay, I brought angels. Daniel. I brought yeah. angels. That's rather pure. Uh, you know, I just realized, by the way, Daniel... Uh, with your advent of angels, you can literally uh-huh. create angel dust in your head. Yes. Oh my god! You're so totally angel dust. Oh, oh my god! Yes. Yes. God knows what happens to your nose when you snort that. I mean, oh. you either die or go to heaven, right? Yeah. And I mean mm-hmm. that metaphorically. Oh yeah. Uh, th- th- well, I mean dying literally. I mean yeah. heaven metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's fun. There's a lot of yeah terrible things that we could do there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would say it's it's a black market, but since it's such a high collar thing, it's the kind of black market for which there is no opposition, no no realistic. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a monopoly, right? Like the, right. you can't fake or forge this otherwise, mm-hmm. right? And no one's going to oppose them because they're so well connected. The people, the merchants, and the people who work inside of this, right? And it's probably even like almost viewed as like conspiracies to talk about mm-hmm. the actual stuff that goes on in there, like. People on the streets like, there's no way they're snorting angel dust. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's there's no way. Or snorting actual memories. Like, why would they do that? That's a waste. Right. It, you uh, know what it is too. It's like people will look at your number in the city, and they'll be like, "That's a new person. I can scam them." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can definitely yeah. get you some angel dust here. Let yeah. me show you what this looks like. You know, and it's like they take you to like the wrong part of town. You know, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, that's gross. Because, yeah, because you have rich people who are literally doing lines of memories. Like, this is yeah. stuff that people oh, would have God. waited years to be able to get converted into something. And they're going to snort it in five seconds for a brief high of your memory. Yeah. I love this, by the way. It's so oh, fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I'm now picturing, like, a, a crime boss who, oh, yeah. as a display of dominance... They have the highest number in the city at all times. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like they're closest to getting their forge, but I mean like 
they are the newest member of the city. So oh. it's like, oh, yeah. they might look at that number and be like, oh, that's a rube. But in reality, it's one of the most dangerous people who's been here the longest. It's just that for some reason, they like the idea of being the highest number. You know, there is like some kind of like subterfuge and like, I, I don't know. I think that it's an interesting little quirk, but. Or it's like proof that they don't need the yes, forge. They're that they're above to, like, it. That yeah, they don't yeah. care about that. That they have exactly. the, all the power and stuff that they need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They can manipulate the queue. That's how their power works. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well. Okay. Normally for my district, right. I would, I would try and stay food focused. Like, okay, this is a big city. It, you know, has a population that it needs to support. So mm-hmm. where does the food come from? That's normally where I go, right? That's usually where my MO kind of operates. However, I'm not doing that this time. I, I wanted to talk about transportation because I was thinking that, you know, it'd be really cool and aesthetic if we had, so, so my district, uh, I'm going to call it Hull as its kind of colloquial term, but essentially what it is, is the city itself is filled with canals and gondolas. That is one of the best and easiest ways that you can traverse the city. And Hull is a district wherein people have constructed shacks and livable spaces out of the hulls of these broken gondolas. What this also represents in my mind is people who have come to this city and they have given up the idea of going anywhere else. So rather than try and use the ship to sail elsewhere, they have broken it down for component parts to live in or create gondolas out of. Hmm. So my district is a little bit multifaceted. It is the canals themselves, but also this kind of slums area that's made up of all the broken and uh, reused ships that have come through the city. Interesting. And are these, have these people given up on the queue too? No, no. In fact, I think that it's a, well, these people may have, uh, these people may have like just given up on the idea and they're kind of just destitute at this point. But the, the Mm -hmm. origin of it, I was thinking that like the people who came here and they're like, this is where we need to be. This is what the, like, we're going to continuously use the, the forge of the gods in order to prevent or start the end of the world or whatever their fucking mm. purpose is, right? But it's like, nothing else matters. Break my ships so I can use this forge and then we will go and end the world or save the world or whatever. That's mm. kind of my thinking. So are you picturing the city as a literal port city then? Uh, yes, actually. Okay. Uh, th- that's also where the gondolas come in. Like, it's, yeah, like yeah. gondolas imply obviously like a, a bunch of water. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted it to be an actual port city. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can even see um, that being interpreted multiple ways. Like this were a sci-fi setting, for example, those gondolas could be moving through, you know, a, a space basically. Mm-hmm. If it were some kind of sci-fantasy, you could have the rivers be um, some kind of mystical fluid or ether that the people move mm-hmm. through within the city. Yeah, or water. 
you know, it's just regular just water. water. And then if it's a if it's, <laughs> if it's a traditional kind of fantasy or you know a grounded physical place, you could have water. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or or even in sci fantasy, you know, sci fantasy can just have a regular port, you know. And then I think what what might be kind of interesting is it starts with water. Oh, actually, you know what, Daniel, this could be interesting. So part of it's water, and then the closer you get to the end of the world is where it starts oh, becoming something else. Yeah, that's I what like I was that. thinking too. Like yeah. you start to get these different types of matter flowing into the water it mm-hmm. looks like an oil sheen or something oh sure i'm picturing um the what's the robin williams movie um about flubber the oh. afterlife <laughs> about the afterlife um, <laughs> what dreams make what come. dreams make yes, come i'm picturing that, yes. like you know like if we paint? if we want to make this city yeah like paint like if it's yeah. psychedelic mm-hmm. in some sense like i could see like some really cool landscapes within the city especially since okay. it's so close to the emanations of the end of the world here's mm-hmm. the deal hear me out Okay, so maybe Hall is a little bit different as well, where it's the last place in the city where water actually exists. And then every district has its own unique take on water. So the Mm -hmm. arts district could literally be paint, right? (laughs) And um, Daniel, because you're going in like the high-end vice district, I imagine that it's either bong water or just straight up cum, just like a river (laughs) of it. I'm going to go for the bong water. But yeah. That makes me think of one other thing for you too, is I wonder then um, in their district, their water must be really valuable. Mm. So I wonder too, if, if, you know, you can buy a, a bottle of water there and it's very expensive, you know, if they, Oh, cause it. it's actually water and it's not actually like, water. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Sure. Mm-hmm. That would be neat. Cause I could see this old world kind of, you know, you have a tourist go to an old world place and they'll buy a tile that, it's not really valuable to people who live there, but to the out- outsider, right. it's extremely valuable. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's fun. That's <laughs> horrible and fun. So, but but I think what what that really adds though is a layer of flavoring to each district where oh, that water is going to be made out of something else, you know, and it adds to an aesthetic and it adds to the wonder and enchantment of the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there could also be some element of randomness to it. Like depending on what's happening outside the wall, mm. things can shift within the city, like a, an outpouring of some other kind of liquid comes in and disrupts things mm. occasionally, something like that. Or like what happens when the district starts to change over time. So it's yeah, no longer yeah. about X and like, that's, that's reflective of what's going on in the water. Actually, that's kind of cool. If you have like the district say that it's one thing, but the water says it's something else entirely. Mm. Like that's kind of mm. cool. I like that idea. I wonder too if the um, the people in like the white collar vice districts are or like have the power to change stuff like that with all the the resources oh. and technology that they have. If they're mm. like getting these memories from anybody, could they like infuse parts of the city with those memories? Oh, why not? Maybe they have larger larger apparatuses that that maybe they. Oh, I could see them. Maybe there's closer to the engine, like the. Uh, the forge oh yeah mm-hmm. i imagine there's technology that is used to support the forge in various ways right but i could imagine them having taken let's say a giant piece of equipment that they privately own that you shouldn't be able to own mm-hmm. that they use to convert things you know because they have the wherewithal to do that oh like they've tried to construct their own mini god forge or oh, something like that's even better <laughs> that's even better <laughs> And it theirs does not work the same. Yeah, it's probably not working out so well. What is that called? Yeah. The Blasphemer's Forge or something like that? <laughs> or just Blasphemous Forge? We like the black wheel, you know? Mm. Yeah. 
Yikes. Break the wheel, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they just call it the wheel. That'd be kind of neat. Oh, the wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good too. Uh, I I can't help but think of being broken on the wheel as well, which which is like I don't. Do you guys know how intimately informed are you about? old medieval time tortures i mean come on rob like who are you talking to here? okay that admittedly that question was more for daniel yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm not a medieval scholar so i don't really know much about it. i just know there's horrible things that they did in medieval times okay breaking on the wheel meant that they would basically tie your body up to a giant wheel and then break all your bones like that's that pretty, i like, am aware of yes okay <laughs> just wanted to make sure anyway so I love that we've got a stronger and clearer picture of the city itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I suppose that we need to move on and talk about our landmarks now, right? Yeah. So uh, let's see. Courtney, you start us off, right? Mm -hmm. So Daniel, why don't you hit us with your landmark first? My landmark um, is actually a person um, oh my. Daniel, you're cheating. <laughs> it does sound like he's cheating, right? Yeah. Hear me out. So this person serves a role that so they can be the person can change, but they are, and it's connected to my vice district. They're the person that you interact with to gain access to the to the vice district. Mm-hmm. And you can find this person in certain places. And they're the they're the wayfinder to the vice district and to to that world if you know what to look for. Like mm-hmm. they're the the woman or the man in the red jacket, you know, in the corporate headquarters, that's always there. They're the person, you know, in the ballroom that's conspicuous. Like everyone knows that that's the person you need to go to. Mm-hmm. Huh. I like the idea that they're like a traveling merchant of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like they show up in random parts of the city and you can make deals with them to get access. And exactly. the deals are probably not really in your favor. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Can we make it so they always have the same number? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Like number of them? No, no, no. I mean the number in line. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Or is that the one who's always last in line? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. Because they're they're rotating. Like they're a job that the person fills. Oh, it's a job. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, you can just like swap it out. Yeah. Like. Because they're an, an actual person, but they're just like, that's the job. They wear whatever they wear to be recognizable or whatever mm-hmm. their call sign is, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, that's why I think keeping it a specific number makes the most sense, because that way, you know, to look for, you know, nine, nine, nine or whatever. It, yeah, is. it could be. Maybe it's a fake number. And that's why that's why it can be the same. Or it's a it's a it's a slot that the vice district owns. You know, mm. like no one else has this slot. You know? oh. Or it's like missing no and Pokemon. It's just like yeah. this glitchy well, thing that appears over them. That's we, just, we just talked about the Blasphemous Forge. Like, yeah, maybe their number is a different color. And it's like because they all went through the Blasphemous Forge. Everyone else is lined up to take a number from this thing. But the Blasphemous Forge, they're all like they have a different number set or something like that. So it's like runes, like alpha, omega, epsilon, stuff like that. Mm. And so it's like it denotes like a different allegiance, but also one that's still like you're you're not going to stick out as someone who hasn't gotten their number yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think if you separate it, because you the other guys that you were talking about, they have. Well, no, you're talking about the vice boss, right? Who always has a has the highest number. Yeah. Has the highest number. Is that what you're you're saying? Is that the one who has that slot? No, no, I'm suggesting that we can make this separate kind of like deal going on, you know? Right, right, but what, what the, when you were talking earlier, was it about um, 
the vice boss having a, a, a it was I mean I just thought that was a cool little character quirk to have it I, I'm not mm. tying that to anything hardly okay because I like I like the idea of the slot because it it goes back to the queue you mm. know what I mean like that's true yeah yeah that you had talked about before maybe that maybe instead of the vice boss having it like that's their organization slot and it could be represented as a fucked up number like you're saying or a set of rooms yeah. that tie mm-hmm. that speaks to the to their fake forge you know mm. Or it could be, oh, you know what it could be? This could mix the two. So the reason why it appears as runes or weirdness is it's it's literally like a rolling slot number. Like think like a slot machine. Uh, it isn't a number. It's not one of the actual it's it's like it's a it's a number outside the queue. Oh, it's constantly in flux? Yeah, like it's mm. rotating. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which makes it like the runes you're talking about, you know? Y- mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, if you have it be a constantly rotating number, you're also mm-hmm. evoking the idea of a slot machine, which is like, yes, yeah, that's perfect. And yeah, you yeah, can yeah. move anywhere in the line through the vice, through these people. That's what it represents. Yeah, you know? that could be cool. Skip the line, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but but like not to the point where you can actually use the forge. It's not like anyone can ever be recognized. For well, no, but that's that's next. the lure, right? The, the allure, yeah. the, the thing they're trying to sell you is the concept of bypassing the line, right? Uh, like buying the commodities, not waiting in line because they already have the commodities. They're not going to let you're not actually skipping the line because it's impossible, but they have found a way <laughs> to fuck with it, you know, or at least appear like they're fucking. With yeah, it, right? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right. Astute observers will know that the hue is just a couple of pixels off from the real one, you know, uh-huh. of the color. I mean, oh, so, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. OK, um, not exactly landmark, but like, <laughs> OK, I, I can see what you mean by landmark in that case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Courtney, you have an, a, a location, right? Or like I, maybe, I do. Uh, yes. OK, yes. Go. What, Courtney, what is your landmark? Yes, so my my actual <laughs> landmark part of the city is um, tentatively calling it the Void, and it's a oh god, small- Courtney, how are you consistently <laughs> the edgiest person? Like consistently, always, always. Um, Go on. <laughs> it's it's a um, a small section where an angel had appeared early on in the, oh, the growth cool. of the city. And it not only decimated a building that had been there, but it also changed the properties of that now empty space that seems to like nullify sound and light going into it. And entering it is like really a gamble. So sometimes if you go in, you'll return with a new ability or interesting artifacts. And sometimes you just never return. You just never come out of whatever it is. Um, So people are really wary of it, of course, and nothing can be built in that spot. Uh, a lot of people fled their homes and businesses mm. like in that area out of fear that it might spread or otherwise endanger stuff. Uh, but of course, others capitalize on it and almost treat it as like a tourist attraction. Mm. Uh, it's a place you want drunk people to stay away from. That's for sure. Yeah. You don't want to fall in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how evocative it is because it's like a literal underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. Okay. 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 So is that like where the canal like kind of like dips off or something like that? Is that how it might work as well? That could be interesting. Like if it interrupted part of the canal and Mm. the water there just like disappears or goes into some kind of abyss Mm -hmm. and then reappears on the other side just fine. Oh, yeah, that'd be really okay. That's kind of cool. There's so many cool things that you can do with that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, All right. Do we have any other questions about the abyss? Um, 
Is there any sort of, because we said people may or may not come in and out. Is there any sort Mm of um, population in there that we know of? Is it like an underground or underworld or is it literally just like um, a weird space? I imagine it's just an odd space. Maybe it's like even different for everybody who goes to it. You experience different things or, Mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I think it could vary a lot based on who you are and what you want out of it maybe. Oh, so it has some, it has an awareness of the people in it and it has effects on the people that go through personally. Yeah, that could be interesting. Like if it's Mm. sensing your desires and doing something with them, but it's, it's not really like, following through on what you want it's interpreting it in some certain odd way i could see um there being a connection to the psychical people yeah um since you know they have a connection to the angels Mm -hmm. Mm. maybe if you're psychically linked with other people like you all experience the same thing when you enter that void Mm -hmm. oh like like a refracting lens or something like that i mean Mm -hmm. i imagine be super overwhelming though right be a reason to go there the dangerous reason right like yeah maybe maybe the you know i could see the psychics as they become aware of each other being drawn to this void because it's oh, a place yeah. where they can have a greater awareness of the situation you know mm-hmm. they get there but there's and such like, a danger being in it yeah have full sensory overload in the best mm-hmm. way possible yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i can see that dope i like i said i could see like people capitalizing on it too and like not the best ways like people offering supposed tours of the void and it's really just a a way to get money out of people who are completely new to the city yeah yes isn't there a risk that you run by doing that though because it's not all because i was thinking about this as well it's not necessarily the best place to murder someone because they could come out with like superpowers right like oh yeah yeah so so it's something that you really have to be careful about although Mm -hmm. i suppose the scam could be you either kill them and take their money or you're like, oh, look, you gained the superpowers. I earned a big tip, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can also see the void. It's functioning, ref- uh, reflecting the way the end of the world works and that the mm. further you venture into it, the more dangerous it becomes. So I can mm. see getting a few rubes um, and, and a quote unquote tour of the void, you know, and you mm. take them in, I don't know, a block, which is relatively not dangerous, but that's where you mug them you know, <laughs> yeah. or do whatever horrible yeah. thing you want to. Oh, yeah, because it's like, oh, how awkward is this? Two muggings at the same time. Sorry, guys, I didn't know we were using the void today. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, It's interesting, too, because now we've got like multiple sort of references to chance or gambling in terms of um, Daniel, you're like slot machine forehead people. And then this, which is like a sort of a chance. Yeah, it sounds like vice is like all over this city Mm -hmm. needs to be purged. Yeah. Uh, speaking of purged, actually, my mind isn't necessarily that, but I wanted to come up with the landmark that I'm calling Beacon, because I think one of the things about landmarks is that you can use them to like navigate the city, right? You know, for example, in Boston, you know, relative to where you are to Boston, if you see the Sitgo sign, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like which side of Charles River you're on. You know, it's it's something that gives away the location, right? So I kind of wanted to create a North Star for our city here, which is it's a literal floating tower that floats above the city. And it's, I don't know how it works yet, 
but it is basically used by people to like keep a watch out for things. So it is a, it's an outpost. It's a watch post. It's a, it's a lighthouse. Uh, it's also like, Hey, maybe, you know, we haven't really talked about this yet, but like how this city interacts with the outside world. Like mm. does this city get invaded or, you know, like besieged? Like what does that look like? Et cetera, et cetera. But I would imagine that in times of war, it would also act as a beacon, be like, oh, yo, get inside or something like that. So beacon is what I wanted to create. It is a North Star. You know where you are in relation to beacon at all times. If you're, you know, an old head to the city anyway. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah. Is there are there any officials who live inside of this or is it like a feeling of kind of like a not government, but a kind of like um officialness to it? I, I, I have this idea that there's like a, a somewhat more elite group of like militia mm-hmm. who are essentially use it as like um, a, a home base to enact. yeah mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to say police, but that's basically mm-hmm. what it is. They're like flying cops, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they can use that as like kind of a not a central point, but a point where they can like go Staging, easily to other yeah, areas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Because mm-hmm. so, I guess even see like that thing having served some other purpose a long time ago, but they've set it up as like, here's a staging so we can take care of the city overall, you know? Mm, right. Yeah. Or it's completely incidental, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's actually like the finger bone of an angel or something exactly, like that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's some, yeah. it served some other purpose originally. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I love the idea of repurposed, yeah. you know, like weird BDOs and stuff like that. So that works for me. And also picturing like, they're almost like in my head right now, I'm visualizing two things a good version of robocops and a good version of <laughs> of judge treads you know? <laughs> what do you mean a good version of judge dread <laughs> <laughs> yes i was thinking that mixed with like their ability because they have to get up there and get down somehow so they're flying on something right. i don't know what it is yet but they're flying that's for sure I'm getting um, two in general from the setting. For some reason, I'm feeling um, some dark city vibes. I've not seen that. I have not either. Oh, it's such. A, it's like one of my probably one of my, my might be my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. But uh-huh. wow, I, I think um, it, not necessarily because it has it has a particular noirish time period. Not necessarily the time period, but the fact that in in Dark City, without giving any spoilers. Um, the city appears one way, but it is not what it seems. So it straddles two genres. Mm. Um, and you don't realize that till very later on, which isn't much of a spoiler, mm. but it's it's important to think about. And I think this city seems to straddle those two in the same way. Like mm. you, It seems like you could live in this city and not be aware of the true context in which it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. And Rob, you had also raised the question of like, if the city gets attacked, if people try to take it over. And I feel like that would happen from time to time. Like it's, mm. it itself is seen as a, a great resource because of like the God forge and, you know, it's positioning mm. near the edge of the world, but I can't imagine that those attempts have ever been successful for oh, no. whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like the great empires of history have broken their backs against the mm. walls or broken their spears against against the walls of this city, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I imagine also like I do not see the end of the world as an invading force. If anything, mm. we are trying to invade the end of the world. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I guess I see the end as like incidentally occasionally damaging the city's edge area. 
just yes. by yeah, just correct. because like angels are more common to appear over there and they do crazy shit when they appear but i don't think it's ever like a an actual like effort to to harm the city it just sort of happens occasionally absolutely yeah absolutely and the world has just always been there that's how yeah. it is mm-hmm. you know so there's like random like weird energy storms and and shit like that that occur mm. Yeah, disastrous shit comes from there, but it's never like it's never like an invasion force of demons yeah, or something no, like no. that. Like, no, I, I find that to be less interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're I think that's it. Do, do we need to explore? Have any questions about how the city functions? Anything else that we need to get into before we pivot over towards next episode? No, I would say, dear listeners and. My fellow co-hosts here, please watch Dark City because okay. the Matrix stole the soundstage for Dark City. In fact, in their in the creation of the Matrix, really. So we need to. Okay, hold on. We need to. We need to use this as leverage, Courtney. <laughs> we need to figure out the one piece of media that Daniel refuses to watch because it's on his never-ending list, much like the Godforge, actually. And we need to find a way to finagle that piece of media to the top. So we can then watch Dark City. I'm willing to barter. I'm willing to barter. <laughs> right. We need to. We'll we'll figure this out off podcast. Yeah. But we will we will in fact I make will watch a bar- something. If you guys watch Dark City, that sounds cool. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. As long as it's yeah. not anime. If it is anime, it needs to be like top tier, like Ghost in the Shell level. Like I don't want any of that. Nobody better be like emoting if that's going to be anime. <laughs> Emoted, yeah. Daniel needs deadpan faces right. the entire time. I want. Yeah. I guess what I liked about Ghost in the Shell, everyone has no sense of humor, and they're just <laughs> like fucking stone. I love it. <laughs> Daniel famously hates fun. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Anti fun. Yeah. Anti fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I suppose out where we are right now, we're at the end of this. We've created how the districts kind of work. We've created landmarks. For, most of us did anyway, Daniel. Mm. Um, <laughs> My guy counts as a landmark. But you, no, know what a, you, know what a, you know what? A, you know what a landmark is? And for those of you who live in Boston, you know the crazy homeless people that are in certain parts of the city, and you know those parts of the city because they're there. They are living landmarks. I rest my case. I disagree. <laughs> anyway. Um, the, the, the guy with the Keytar bear, he's not homeless, but Keytar bear, he is a he is a landmark. No, he's not Boston. because he moves all the time. And, right. That's the that's the unique attribute of this kind no, of landmark. No, no, no. That's not a landmark. <laughs> that's a unique personality. That's not a no. The word landmark. Let's see what this means. Yeah. Landmark. Fucking Google this shit live on air and embarrass yourself. You fucker. Landmark. Define landmark. Says an object or feature of the landscape. Oh, already okay, cool. It is easily seen and recognized from a distance, especially one that enables someone to establish their location or an event's discovery or change, marking an important stage or turning point in something. Yeah, that's not that. You that no, a person. I think a human being can certainly be a object or feature of a landscape that is easily seen or recognized from a distance. Guitar bear when you're in. It's not an object. People are not objects, Daniel. When you're in park, um, I know that's how you you know you're about it. You know you're in Park Street if you see guitar bear. That's not true. He 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 shows up in Somerville. You know you're in a square of Boston if you're seeing. That's no. That's not no. That is very landmarky to me. Absolutely not. I've heard he's a huge asshole, by the way, unfortunately. 
I mean, I've had good interactions with him. I can't say Mm -hmm. that for sure, but that's why he gets beaten up all the time. (laughs) I don't know anything about him individually. (laughs) Yeah, I can't speak to who they are under the bear mask, but you know, whatever. Anyway, enough enough Boston talk. What if we? What if we like give the uh, the the roving landmark? They're in like a, a wagon or some sort of like stall that they set up shop in or something like that. No, they are individual. <laughs> this is their people. They wear some distinctive clothing. Corny. They can be in your okay. party. Corny, just let them have it. It's okay. 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 There's okay. a reason I didn't fight them. There's okay. a in a ballroom. It's okay. Corny. You know, and you guys are having your fancy par- a Corny, Christmas party and me. he's there. Mm-hmm. Let him that's have how his ball. Works. It's okay. Yeah. Yes, Daniel. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely what a landmark is for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, that's going to do it for this episode of world build with us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the link, follow the instructions. And within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you want to follow us on social media, you can go over to Twitter at let's world build. If you want to come join our real community, which is the Discord community, you can always do that by clicking the link in the description or the episode, all that good stuff. Come chat with us about what a landmark is, uh, what mm-hmm. isn't a landmark, for example, or you know anything world building related. We'll be there to chat with you. Come share your ideas with us. That's what it's all about. Building a community, hearing from y'all. That's what we want. And of course, where would we be without our beloved patrons? Thank you all so much for your continued support. And if you're feeling particularly generous yourself, you can always go to our Patreon, give us money, and you'll get access to patron-only discords, early episodes each week, and patron-only episodes. That's going to do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that we love you very much. We're going to get through this together. Until next week. 